Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. <laughs> Darn it. What's happening? Hi there, it's Dallas Travers, and this show is dedicated to giving coaches tools and insight to take your business past the six figure mark. I know I have said this before and I will likely say it again, but today's episode is one of my all-time favorites. This week's guest is Ben O'Nelson. He began coaching not too long ago. After a super successful career as a video editor, Ben O'Nell helps video freelancers grow their business, achieve their goals, and move from working gig to gig into a prosperous career. Like a lot of newer coaches, and I'm just going to be honest, I've been doing this 20 years and I can still fall into this trap, Benno has fallen into over-responsibility. So this occurs when we focus more on proving our worth than we do on providing value to the client, or when we get really focused on ourselves and how good of a job we're doing than really being client-focused. So... Benno and I, we talked through a few ways that over-responsibility shows up for him, and we also troubleshoot some easy solutions so that he can help his clients feel empowered and help himself just feel less pressure. Definitely grab something to take notes because you're going to learn about how traction reports help your clients stay on track and accountable, how Google folders are your collaboration best friend, and even how to structure coaching programs as groups in order to deliver the same benefit that comes with privates. There's a lot packed in to one episode, so let's get going. Hi, Benno. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, I'm so rocked to be here. <laughs> we don't have very many men volunteer for the podcast, so this is super exciting for me. <laughs> well, I'll represent the best I can. Great. So before we dive in, I'd love to know how it's going for you inside the Six Figure Coach Club. It's going really well. I really appreciate the way the club is laid out. It's so like, okay, do this. Here's how you do it. Here's the next step. Here's how you do it. It's so clear. If anything, now that I have a couple clients under my belt, I'm taking my foot off the gas a little bit, mm -hmm. which is my own thing. I want to make sure that I'm consistently watching modules and keep moving forward. So that's something on my part. But in terms of the group itself, I love the Facebook support. Yeah, I just love the clarity and thoroughness of the way it's laid out. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay, it's good for me to know. I think you and I are the same. I'm very quick starty and not very follow through y. <laughs> so it's good yes. for me to know that you and I are similar in that way because I'll ask Kylie to kind of keep an eye on you. 
place. The club is all about habits, right? So we just need to have habits in place. And there's that discomfort motivation in the beginning because we're itchy mm-hmm. to see results. And then we start to see results and we're less uncomfortable and therefore sometimes less consistent. So thanks for calling yourself out there. We will watch you closely. Please. <laughs> yes, thank you. All right. So what do you want to walk away with from our time together today? So a kind of theme that's come up for me is over-responsibility, I guess you could say. I feel like I'm Mm over-coaching and trying to prove my worth in every session. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's my, once since they're paying me, I need to drive the ship 100% and I need to guarantee results. Like that's my driving motivation in my mind. I also, in terms of tracking my client's progress, I feel like I have to take extensive notes and document that and when's the next session and like, it just seems kind of clunky to go from a written notebook to putting it on a doc. Some of it might be that I'm you know, somewhat new to this, but it just doesn't feel like it has a smooth flow to it. Yeah. And I guess the other part would be, I only have one offering at this point. Mm-hmm. And that is individual sessions for a three-month chunk of time. I was offering group offering, but I have a group now, and I just the way I'm doing it now is four times the work. Yes. Within that framework, and so the way I'm doing it is not working for me. So I'm not. I was offering that. I'm not. I'm not going to offer that now because it's so much work. Okay. Um, and so if you could find a more graceful way to run groups, you'd be open to groups, but yes. the way you're doing it right now is way too much heavy lifting. Yes. hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. I get that. Over responsibility, Benno. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Let's define that for all of our listeners, just so everybody's on the same page. Cause I will say I've been coaching. I mean, how old am I? I'm 44. So 20 years this year. I've been coaching and I still easily fall into over responsibility. We actually had to course correct with my inner circle or my power groups in the middle of a contract this year. And it had me twisted up in knots. I, it's like I forgot that I was working with grown adults who, <laughs> right, who can like own their own journey and pivot easily. So this is so common for many coaches and it makes the work so much less enjoyable so tell me what over responsibility means to you and let's just make sure everybody's on the same page around this concept before we dive in sure so over responsibility means to me delivering way more than is what is asked Mm -hmm. it all hinges on they're paying you for this you know what i mean so there's a little bit of not feeling 100% 100% qualified, even though I, in some sense, I do feel very qualified to do this, given my history mm-hmm. and background. But there is this thing of like, dude, they're paying you. Yeah. You got to give them everything. I don't know if that's the uh, definition yeah. to, to hang your hat on, but that's kind of what a, the internal feelings are on that. I get it. And I relate to that. And we'll talk about your background in a moment, but your coaching business is relatively new. Mm -hmm. And when you have a new coaching business, this is the natural place for us to go. And the way I think about over-responsibility is it's the act of denying your client the dignity of their own process. 
And where it becomes a disservice to them, and we'll talk about the disservice to us, but a disservice to them is you can create this codependence 100%. where suddenly the client trusts you more than they trust themselves, which is the antithesis of what we do as coaches. Yeah. So over-responsibility is when we get our own worth tied into our client's results because we all just go at a different pace. And we're even all meant to learn on our journey, like in a certain order. And I'll be the first to admit, I have learned a lot from investing in a coaching program that I never took advantage of. Mm. <laughs> so what was I meant to learn from that? <laughs> Maybe the value of not buying because the cart's closing in a minute. <laughs> right. right. I learned the experience of purchasing from a place of fear rather than investing in my growth. That was super valuable for me. Sure. That's part of my process. So over responsibility for all of our listeners, again, it's when your worth, as Benno said, gets tied up into your client's progress. And the way it often reveals itself is at the end of sessions, you're tired because you're overextending. Right. You're spending more than 30 minutes of admin outside of coaching sessions. Yep. And you find that you're setting the agenda for the client rather than the client setting the agenda for themselves. That's a big one. Yeah. That's a big one for me. Sometimes I have this fear of like, how am I going to fill up this session? You know, like, do I have enough information to fill up the session? And of course I do. But that's a concern at the top of the session for me. I'm like, yeah. am I going to fill the hour? Right. And what if they got everything they needed in 15 minutes? What if you yeah. were that good? <laughs> yeah. Right? That is a radical concept for me. <laughs> oh, this is going to be so juicy because I just relate. And, you know, like I said, I've been doing this for so long, but in particular, the newer coaches listening. So here's how I see. It's interesting, these three pieces. Tracking feels clunky. I'm not that into my groups. And I'm aware that I'm overdoing it in my sessions. Those are all symptoms of over-responsibility. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Should we start with how you're showing up in sessions or do you want to start with tracking? I would say let's go with how I'm showing up in sessions because I think that will lead nicely into tracking. Yeah. And I've even had a mantra at the beginning of sessions now, which is like, replace fear with joy. Mm -hmm. You know, like, mm -hmm. don't go into this fearful go into this like joyful because I really love the work. Mm -hmm. I just want to be free of like the fear of not delivering. Yeah, great. I'm going to add a couple of suggestions if they resonate for you. Please. I trust my client implicitly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I release or reject even the need to prove my worth. Instead, I'm just going to provide value. Yeah, that's a huge one. Huge. And honestly, in my mind, I'm not sure what the difference is. Mm, as weird as that about. may sound. So providing value versus proving worth. I guess in my mind, it's like you provide value by proving that this was a good investment for them. Mm -hmm. And so proving worth is proving worth is like, you got to deliver, son. Yeah. You know, like, mm -hmm. they're paying you. Yeah. Pony up. You know what I mean? So it's the same definition. They're exactly. Yes, 100%. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. 
So to me, it's about where the intention originates from. Proving worth is self-centered. Providing mm-hmm. value is client-centered. Yeah. I think I, like as an internal practice, and this is just a skill that we learn the more we practice it, is to put the client first, not the client's opinion of you first. Mm. Not your perception of the client's progress or your perception of the client's opinion of you first, but really putting, centering it all around their experience or around them rather than around you. So if I'm proving worth, I'm self-centering. And then if I'm providing value, I'm client-centering. Can you explain a little bit more what client proving value client-centering means to you? Yeah. So maybe the best way to describe it would be to give some examples of how it shows up. Yeah, please. Great. So if I'm proving worth, I come into the session nervous about how I'm going to fill the time with a basic outline of what I'm going to show them or teach them. I don't ask them nearly enough questions. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like a teaching conversation rather than a coaching conversation. So I want to be really clear here because in a traditional coaching, I'm going to get some feedback on this. So (laughs) hear me out before you message me, everyone. (laughs) I'm not totally down, Benno, with the purity model of coaching, which is all we do is ask questions. So there's a certain segment of the coaching population that believes the client has all of the answers within themselves. Our job is to never, ever give advice. Our job is to ask these thought-provoking questions that reveal the answer Mm. within the client. Okay. I think that can, there's a place for that for sure. In my perspective, our clients hire us because of our expertise and experience. And if all we ever do is ask questions... We're withholding expertise and experience, especially, and we should fill everyone in on what you do. Maybe now will be a good time, but you know, you have a very successful career as an editor. You coach editors. Why on earth would you expect them to just pull the answers from within their all-knowing inner self? You actually have the answers. So I am of the school of thought that we have to find that perfect balance between consulting, advice giving, and Mm -hmm. coaching. So here's what that looks like. When I'm providing value, I have the session set up where the client 24 hours before we meet sends me an update on the progress that they made and the three to five things they want to focus on during our session. They set the agenda. I don't set the agenda. Yeah. Number two, anytime I offer consulting or advice, it's like I bookend it right? I'd love to share from my experience what's worked for me. Let me walk you through it and then we'll adjust it so it really works for you. How does that sound? So they buy in, we consult, we tell them the plan. Okay, so tell me what we need to adjust about this plan in order for it to really be yours. And then they get to provide the feedback about like where it doesn't quite match for them or where, where if anywhere they want to make adjustments. Okay. So it's this back and forth of advice, right, or how-to, ownership from the client. More how-to from you, ownership from the client. And if we're just proving worth, it's almost as though we're giving a PowerPoint presentation. 100%. It's a one-sided conversation. 100%, yep. Yeah. Okay, so 
how does what I just shared land for you? See, I'm doing it to you right now. <laughs> how does that land for you, Benno? And how can you work that into your current process with clients? It lands rock solid with me. And you mentioned the extremes, like one coaching philosophy is only asking questions. And then the other one is lecturing, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I'm way more in the lecturing category. I do ask questions, but I need to go a lot more in that direction. Yeah. So it's really landing with me. And I really like the idea of reaching out to them beforehand and saying like, okay, how did the, because I do give assignments. How's your progress going? And what do you want to work on? This is the next session. Yeah. I really like that. I love the concept of them driving it. 100%. And I think too, you're right. It's the self-worth is self-centered, self-centered approach. And it is, I think, not allowing them the dignity of learning on their own, so to speak, you know? Mm-hmm. I think they it makes them reliant on me rather than learning to become reliant on yourself with some guidance from me. Yes. I don't know if you've struggled with this yet, but what I find the clients who follow through the least, right? The clients who get into resistance are the ones that I'm not coaching enough. I'm consulting too much. Mm-hmm. So when I'm consulting yeah. too much, they don't have any ownership of their assignments. Right. Right. So if you're open to it, let's actually pause for a second. And I want you to fill everyone in on who you serve and how you help them. Because we kind of skipped that part. And I think (laughs) it's good context for everyone. Absolutely. So I am a video freelance coach. I help video professionals grow their business and move from working gig to gig to a prosperous career. So in a way, I kind of think of myself as a business coach for video freelancers. Mm-hmm. I like to give them a lot of boots on the ground experience or knowledge from my experience. But I also do can weigh in creatively on the design of websites and the building of reels and all that stuff. Great. It's such a great niche. Let's pivot now and we'll probably come back to this over responsibility, how you're showing up in sessions. But I feel like we were segueing beautifully into tracking progress okay and i have a couple of suggestions for you and we can see how they resonate love it i just did it again did you see that (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) so what i understand from your sessions correct me if i'm wrong you and i have a session coming up tomorrow you're going to check in with me beforehand and remind me of the session and see if i like how my progress is going Then I show up, we have our session, you give me assignments. Throughout our conversation, you're taking handwritten notes. Then you take the time to type up those handwritten notes and deliver them to me. The notes are actually more for myself, to be honest with you. So Mm -hmm. I remember next session, I'm like, okay, what did we cover here? Mm -hmm. But I do also write the assignments down and I send those on. Okay. Like here's what you're doing for next session. Yeah, yeah. I have a small tweak around that that I think will support the conversation we just had around over-responsibility and helping the clients have ownership. It's also going to cut back dramatically on your admin time. Okay. 
So I recommend creating, it's something that I call attraction report. You could call it anything you want. Okay. But basically, it's a shared Google document that you will have with your client. Oh, I like that. And you're like, wait, we're sharing documents? Fabulous. So I love it. I love it that it, it's already becoming more of a communication than me just sending delivering. stuff. Delivering. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so it's a shared Google document. And just to back that up, I also have a shared Google folder with each one of my clients. So anything that they... Let's say you're reviewing their resume, right? Any documents that you're reviewing in your sessions also get stored in that folder. Love it. Okay, so we've got a traction report. On that traction report, you'll have the date of the session, okay? Let's just pretend it's June 10th, I'm your client. So it says June 10th, and then it says we discussed, and then another section for accountability or next steps. Okay. It's blank other than that. At the end of the session, when there's about five minutes left, you'll just pivot to, all right, we're about to wrap up, so let's pull out our traction report and get really clear on your next steps. Then I, the client, I share my screen, I have the traction report pulled up, and we talk through, okay, what did we discuss? Great, here are the bullet points. And then you ask me, what are your next steps? What do you need to be held accountable between now and our next appointment? I type in the next steps. It's done and dusted. I own the process. Instead of you being like an administrative assistant, mm -hmm. right, spoon feeding me, we're collaboratively creating this. I love that. I mean, honestly, my a comfort level just came over on me just for the sheer fact of sharing the doc and folder. I know that sounds weird, but just the idea of like, it's not 100% mine to do. Mm -hmm. It's a collaborative process. I mean, I was just like, oh, that's brilliant. Great. Great. Yeah, and if you need to upload your price sheet, upload it to this folder. And so it's all there and I can look at it. And yeah, I love that. So then what happens? So we had our June 10th session and maybe we're going to meet again on June 20th. My responsibility as the client, and you can decide the timeline. For me, it's 24 hours, right? Okay. But maybe for you, it's longer. 24 hours before our session, I go into the traction report and write like updates or accountability, right? Mm. Did I follow through? So anything you need to know about what happened, I'll put in the document. And here's what I'd like to discuss. They're doing that. They're doing, yes, me, the client, <laughs> I'm doing that. Right. And of course, now you're not just like, if the thing I want to discuss is it's the wrong timing or it's not really in service, I've hired you. So this is where the dude, they're paying you, right? This is where that can play a role. You're going to guide me and say, you know, I know you really want to talk about this piece, but before we get there, we need to cover this first piece. So you can Absolutely. guide that, but now you're not taking on the responsibility of being their savior. Right, 100%. So then what happens, imagine this, I like these traction reports to be in reverse chronological order. So our first session gets entered, right? Mm -hmm. Above that is where I write my follow-up or my check-in. Here's what I did. I call that the move the needle section, right? So move okay. the needle. Yes, did I follow through? Underneath that, here's what I want to discuss. Okay, so then above that, it'll say June 20th, 
what we discussed, what the accountability is. And then I add above that my accountability. Here's why. The most recent conversation now is always at the top of the document. Okay. And when I read it, it's so powerful for clients and for you. Now we have this really clear paper trail of my progress as the client. Right. And so sometimes when you have clients who are beating themselves up or they feel as though they're not making progress, say the assignment is read your traction report from top to bottom and then come back and tell me you're not making progress. Because right. it's all there, all of the steps that they've taken. So can you visualize what I'm describing there in terms of that reverse chronological order on the page? Absolutely, yeah. Great. Okay, so that's how I love documenting or tracking client progress. How does that land for you and how are you gonna make it your own? I love it. Again, that just that shared aspect of it is like, I love that. I'm a little nervous that I'm gonna be doing most of the writing, so I need to just give them again the dignity of doing that. And again, like I know if you hear something, see something and write it, you're gonna absorb it more. Yes. You know, so I'm actually helping them if they can hear me or hear our conversation, see each other, and then they can write it down. It's just reinforcing modes of learning. Yes. So yeah, I love this. It really is clicking with me. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay, great. All right, so let's do a quick check-in around over-responsibility and how you're showing up. We've talked about some tangible adjustments you can make how do you think that's going to impact the energy you bring to your sessions? I think it's going to allow more flow to the sessions, more mm -hmm. organic flow, which is what I really like. I like getting in and then just seeing where it takes us mm -hmm. with some guidance, you know, because I have some clients that like get lost in the details and I go like, hang on, hang on, hang on. We still need to like, let's build some end goals here. And I'm happy to do that, but I like it when it's, it has its own flow and momentum to it. Yeah. Rather than me like saying, here, we're at point A, we need to get to point F by the end of the session. So, no, 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 you know, I much prefer it when it's like a flow. Yeah. And I really like the idea of them bringing what they want to talk about to the session. Yes. Great. Yeah. I'm so glad. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to touch base about the progress pathway, which is something we work on inside the club and how that fits into if the client is telling me what they want to work on, why do we even have a progress pathway? And then maybe we can explore how this new approach might affect your love or lack thereof of groups. Sound good? Okay. Okay, Sounds great. great. We'll be right back. Hey, I've got a question for you. What's your coaching superpower? If you haven't thought about it, I've got a free quiz that's pretty good at deciphering your magical mojo. Are you great at creating connections? Maybe you're a natural leader who people just trust, or perhaps it's your strong sense of purpose that you really need to leverage. Let's find out where you are, where you want to be, and how to best get you there with the Coaching Superpower Quiz. It'll take you about 45 seconds to complete, and when you're done, you'll learn the precise steps you need to take, whether you're ready to scale your business, you want to build your list, or you just need to find some paying clients. Plus, you'll get your very own personalized toolkit that caters to your unique superpower because accentuating the positive is always a good idea. So if you're 
ready to clear away the fog, chart your course, and steer your business in the right direction with as much ease and grace as possible, go take the superpower quiz. You can find it now at sixfigurecoachquiz.com. Welcome back. I have Benno Nelson here, and we are just transforming (laughs) in 40 minutes or less, right? How you're showing up in coaching sessions. (laughs) Absolutely. So I want to loop our listeners in because inside the Six Figure Coach Club, one of the very, very early exercises we go through is designing that progress pathway, which is essentially a roadmap of milestones or pillars your private clients walk through, and it's your like unique branded system in essence. So is there any friction for you around, wait, There is a plan here. The progress pathway dictates it. And what we've talked about so far around the client leading the journey a little bit more. Yeah, just internally in my mind, and this I think is a shortcoming on my part, is how does one lay out a pathway and yet also let the client dictate the path, not dictate, but also suggest a pathway, I guess. You know what I mean? And. Yeah, like how does one merge those two together so it's a mutually walked pathway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rather than just like, hey, again, I don't want the, okay, this is the map we need to stay on or 100% like, hey, whatever you want to do, man, you know, <laughs> totally. like how do we merge those two? Yeah, great. So I'm going to tell a little story that I think will help here. I live in Portland. My daughter and I enjoy going to the zoo. It's been a while. It had been probably at least a year, a year and a half since we'd been to the zoo. Part of that was the lockdown and the zoo was closed for a while and then like, what, we're just gonna go and hang out with a bunch of strangers? No, right? But now that the world is opening back up, we took a trip to the zoo and it was such a different experience because in order to keep people safe during the pandemic, Rather than just going into the zoo and deciding which animals we want to see first, all of the pathways were kind of roped off and you couldn't jump around. You had to begin and you'd go and see the bears and then we'd loop down and see the cougars and then the condors and then it took us to the turtle. We didn't have an option. Here's what I loved about it. I think it was the first trip we'd ever taken to the zoo where we saw all the animals. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And the pressure, like that extra decision around what do you want to do next? Okay, where should we go next? Was just removed. So we just got to be on a ride instead of having what in the past has been a chaotic approach. Right. Walking all the way around to see the giraffes and then, oh, well, how about the elephants? And so we're just like, it wasn't efficient. I loved it so much. I hope that they keep it like this. (laughs) (laughs) So what the heck does this have to do with the progress pathway and that balance? Our progress pathway is the roadmap, okay? It's the, the ropes on the path at the zoo guiding, suggesting, right, pretty powerfully, the best way to move. Your client can decide to spend all afternoon looking at the condors. Right. right. And walk right past the elephants. The client doesn't have to stop there. But there is one path. The pace is the thing that the client controls. Right. I know. Okay. I know what's 
my internal concern about that is like I offer a three month package mm-hmm. and I'm like, if we spend all day at the condors, man, we're not going to get, you know, like we're going to run out of time, but I guess I could need to let them be the masters of where they spend their time. Yeah. Well, if your client loves condors, your client could have the best day ever at the zoo and only see the condors. Yeah. 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 Okay. So now we're going to back it up to your package, right? This okay. three month package. Yep. This is just about how you position it, right? I offer a 90 day package. It's designed if you move at a pretty steady pace mm. for us to get through the pathway in three months. You may decide that you want more time. So I don't want you to feel the pressure of time. We're going to move at the perfect pace for you. When we get to three months, we'll talk about what to do moving forward. Genius. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. And again, it leaves control to them, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also some narration that happens in the sessions. So your client says, oh, I'm really loving these condors. I'd like to stay here. Mm -hmm. Then you may have to say, great, we're six weeks in. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's really dive into the condors here. This will likely mean that we'll continue on for an extra month or two in order to get through the whole pathway. But I think this decision to stay at the condors longer makes a lot of sense for you. Right. Yeah, totally. Or conversely, hey, Mm -hmm. we've spent two days at the condors. This is great. I think you've got it. Yeah. Let's go on and check out the turtles. Yeah, we can always come back to the condors next time. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like in the video world, in terms of narrative stuff or music videos or whatever, all your work is done in casting. You know, like you do all the work in casting and then when you get to set, you pick the right person, the right skill, the right look, whatever. And then when you get on set as a good director, your job should be just tapping them to keep them in bounds. If you've done casting right, you don't, grab them by the shoulders and be like, okay, now you stand here and you turn this way and you look and say that. You say like, hey, tap, 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 tap. Yeah. If they even need it and they might not even need it. You know, you're just there to kind of like keep them in bounds. Mm-hmm. So what if you related to yourself as the director of a perfectly cast film when you show up to your coaching sessions? Yeah, I, my job is just to kind of keep them in bounds mm-hmm. and... Let them stay at the condors if they want to stay at the condors, mm-hmm. but also maybe move them on mm-hmm. if we spend a good amount of time there. And I feel, or maybe I can ask them. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we've been hanging out with the condors. Totally cool. Do you feel like you've got what you need here or do you want to spend more time here? Yeah. And let them be the one. And maybe if I think so, suggest like, I think we've spent a good amount of time here. Do you still want to stay here or should we move on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or let's see what happens when we move on. Yeah. Yeah. So great. This is so juicy. Okay. <laughs> Before we wrap up, I just want to check in around groups. Mm-hmm. How, if at all, this whole conversation around over-responsibility and taking it all on yourself instead of working collaboratively with clients, how might the shifts we've discussed today affect, if at all, your relationship to groups? Yeah. I understand like the shared document traction, them driving. It strikes me as a group. It's a little, if, and I, I do small groups, groups of four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How would you expand that to four people? 
Like if one person wants to stay at the condors, the other one wants to be at the turtles, the other one is, you know, giraffes and then gorillas to carry yeah. that analogy way too far. You know, how do you, how do you be like, okay, how are we going to manage that? Yeah. Tell me how your group is currently run. It's currently run by me stating what the session is going to be about mm -hmm. and then kind of leading them through that. Mm -hmm. But my favorite part of groups is when they start talking to each other. Totally. I love that. Yeah. I love it when one client says, hey, you know, I, I love your site. It does seem like your reel is a little too long, but these points are really good about it. You know, that kind of thing. I just love that. Yeah. I have a proposition for you. Okay. So one of my favorite ways to work with people, I call them power groups, and they're groups of four. Okay. Each client in that group, I treat as a private client on their own journey. And here's the shape that it takes. So the group could meet for two hours twice a month. Inside of those two hours, we begin with like a quick two-word check-in, right? So everyone's going to get a chance to share, but just where are you at in this moment? Right. Then each member can get 20 minutes of one-on-one -on -one coaching with you in the same way they would if it was private, right? With others observing, and then 10 minutes of group feedback. Oh. And we move on to person number two. 20 minutes of coaching where they're hanging out at the condors. We're just never going to live down this analogy, <laughs> right? And then someone else might be at the giraffes, but the progress pathway is the same. Right. So we actually learn a ton from each other without actually having to be in the same place all the time. Right. So it's kind of like lightning round of coaching and it's so thrilling for me. And what I find mm. is it's that magic balance between me getting what I personally need and realizing these other pieces I hadn't thought of yet through observing the group. Right. I like that a lot. Every individual person has their own traction report, just like with privates. Yep. They fill in. Right. And then the group has a shared summary, right, where it's the session is June 10th, here's what we talked about, and any resources that were shared. If you mentioned a really great editing tool, mm -hmm. that would go on that list so people could go back to it and reference. Right. right. I like that. And I've been doing my groups way too, I've been doing an hour. Mm -hmm. And I think I need to expand to two hours because it, 15 minutes seems way too short to do all that. It's rushed. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's not fun. So those of you yeah. listening, you hear me say two hours and you might think, are you kidding? Two hours? It goes by so fast. Absolutely. And it's actually spacious enough that I don't feel like I'm on some weird game show just chasing the clock. It's very enlivening for me to just have it that two hour block. Totally. One of my favorite ways to work with people. Yeah, I can totally see that because right now it does feel like game show like, okay, hey, I need to give somebody else some attention here. But if to expand and stretch out a little bit more, we'd be like, okay, we've given this person 30 minutes. That's great. Let's give the yeah. next person 30. Yeah, great. So I know you're you have a group right now mm -hmm. and you shared earlier that it's the way you're running it isn't quite working. Are you open to trying this new model out with this group or are we just going to let this group wrap up their time together and focus on privates for the time being? 
Well, I've only got one session left with the group. Oh. <laughs> and yeah. I think for me, what I would like to do is practice this on an individual level, mm -hmm. this new method of the shared traction report and all that stuff, and get comfortable with that. And once I feel like I got that down, like now I can open this up to groups because I understand how it works individually. Yeah. Now I can share it with four individuals. Yeah, that's what I feel like. And that's the way I kind of like to move. Like I've got eight clients right now and I'm actually not pushing to get more right now because I just want to learn from this group. Mm-hmm. And because I'm, again, somewhat new to this, it's just like learn from these people, learn how to work. This has been a tremendous eye-opener. Okay, once you got that, then let's do another client search to get more. Great. That sounds yeah. completely reasonable. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you for coming today. This was a really fun conversation for me. Absolutely. My pleasure. And thanks so much for all this great info. It's just like, again, I can feel this wave of calm serenity <laughs> coming over me. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Great. Yeah. Keep me posted on how it all goes. I think this is going to be a game changer for you. Will do. Great. Thanks, Benno. Thanks for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's really the best way to show your support. Now, if your goal is to build a six-figure coaching business and you need a simple system to get there, I would love to invite you to join us inside the Six Figure Coach Club. I'm so proud of the community we've built there. Plus, the mentorship and training you'll receive is truly unmatched. Now, the first step to joining us is to actually watch the coach class. That way you can see how my approach to six figures can work for your business. And from there, you can apply to join us inside the club. So go to watchthecoachclass.com now to learn more about how I can help you reach your business goals inside the Six Figure Coach Club. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next week. <music>